My name is Alan Smithson, your host for the XR for Business podcast, where we interview industry leaders who are either making or using immersive, virtual, augmented, and mixed reality solutions for business. From marketing and sales, to logistics and training, to design and remote collaboration, learn how the world's largest organizations are implementing an XR for Business strategy and why you should too. The XR for Business podcast is brought to you by my employer, Metaverse, a global leader in XR strategy and product development. Metaverse has a range of products to help you leverage the transformative power of virtual, augmented, and mixed reality in your company. Today's guest is Kathy Hackle. Kathy is a futurist, speaker, and amazing author. Kathy is an Emmy-nominated communicator turned augmented and virtual reality global speaker, producer, and author. Kathy has worked with You Are Here Labs, HTC Vive, as a virtual reality evangelist during the launch of their latest headset, the Vive Pro, and during the company's partnership with Warner Brothers blockbuster Ready Player One. Kathy's also the co-author of Marketing New Realities, an introduction to VR and AR marketing, branding, and communications. Kathy's been featured in media outlets like CNN, Silicon Beat, Entrepreneur, CMO.com, Forbes, VentureBeat, and so many more. She's a global advisor for the Virtual and Augmented Reality Association and a leading voice in the VR space. For more information, you can visit kathyhackle.com, C-A-T-H-Y-H-A-C-K-L.com. It's with great honor that I welcome developer marketing specialist, Kathy Hackle. Welcome to the show, Kathy. Thank you, Alan. Appreciate it. Happy to be here. It's such a great uh, pleasure to have you. We've been uh, very fortunate to have traveled around the world together and been on different stages, and uh, it's so great to finally have you on uh, on my show. It's awesome. I know. I'm really excited for your podcast. Congratulations. Thank you so much. The The idea with this podcast is to bring as much value as possible to businesses who are trying to kind of wrap their head around, should I get into VR? What should I do? How do I get started? All of that. So I think you have an incredible insight as to this and you know your book, Marketing New Realities. Let's, let's start there and kind of unpack some of the ways that marketers are starting to use virtual and augmented reality and let's dig in from there. For sure. So when uh, when we started the book, I co-authored it with Samantha Wolf. Um, and when we started the book, you know, really the reason we wanted to do the book was to create an educational resource for marketers specifically that, you know, had lots of questions that weren't sure. Um, and we created it as an educational resource for those marketers that wanted questions answered. Also as a way for marketers to educate their clients, right? Um, you know, they could bring the book uh, to a meeting, they could leave the book with a potential client. So, you know, it, we just kind of really put a lot of heart and soul into it um, and making it, you know, something that people would be able to benefit from, from an educational standpoint. So it's been quite successful. You know, we, we were at the South by Southwest, uh, South by Southwest um, bookstore, uh, Adobe Summit had us at, at their bookstore as well. So it's been a wild ride, I have to say. Absolutely incredible. So I, I actually had the uh, pleasure of reading this book. Maybe uh, it's got to be, when did you publish it? 2017 was it? I think it was 2017. It seems. I, I remember reading yeah. it on a plane, and I was just glued to it. And I, the whole flight, I read the book. And for those of you who don't know, it's called Marketing New Realities. It's available on Amazon, and uh, you can get it there. The book kind of is really in depth as to the ways you can use virtual and augmented reality. So let, let's talk about some of the cool stuff that's happening right now with marketing. I mean, you you have seen some amazing use cases of this, but I, we got to talk about, you know, what just happened in the past weekend mm -hmm. and that's the launch of game of Thrones. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was going to, I thought you were going to say Coachella. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh my God. Coachella was the same we did. The virtual <laughs> augmented reality is literally blowing the world up right now. Coachella just used AR and yeah. Game of Thrones. Where do we start? I don't know. Well, you know, I was really excited to hear about Coachella's AR stage. So with, within the festival, they have different stages, right? And one of the stages had um, special filters and things that people could use on the Coachella app. And that was just really exciting because it's a totally different experience for the music goers that went to that stage. Um, you know, so from that st- standpoint, it gives them something different, you know, able to experience a concert in a totally different way than other stages didn't have. So that was really exciting. Um, you know, Game of Thrones as well. Um, as you know, you know, I-, I do some work with Magic Leap. I don't speak on their behalf, um, but they just launched the headsets at several AT&T stores and one of the, one of the demos is an AR when a spatial computing experience for Game of Thrones. So, so it's cool. just exciting. Yeah, really exciting. And then Snapchat released a lens this weekend mm-hmm. taking the Flatiron building in New York and yes. uh, you know, one of the dragons from Game of Thrones lands on top and then the whole building freezes. This is incredible stuff. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's just it lets us see, you know, the world in a totally different way through our phones. And as you and I know, working in this industry, eventually that'll go from our handsets to our headsets, right? So right now we're living through this, through the camera on the phone, but eventually it'll, you know, it'll move up to our eyes. Um, you know, another really cool thing that I saw this week uh, was uh, Colonel Sanders, KFC. So <laughs> KFC decided to uh, make a virtual influencer uh, out oh, of their, yeah. yeah, out of their, instead of having their Instagram be about fried chicken, right? In the restaurant, it's now a virtual influencer. So just like little Michaela that has 1.5 million followers and is a CGI influencer, they're, they created their own and it's, you know, it is truly fantastic. Um, it's Harlan to Sanders. Yes. He's like, he's like the playboy, you know, chicken empresario it's yeah, awesome i love it i think he's like a combination of like hustle culture and like being woke quote unquote uh, you know in quotations <laughs> being woke with like you know spirituality and like inspirational motivational speaker like it's just this they're just making fun of a lot of trends in a really so funny ridiculous. way and for those of yeah. you who don't know if you're on instagram look up uh, i think it's harlan sanders or, or it's kfc, KFC. it's kfc's Is handle it? oh my goodness it's nuts it's KFC. yeah it's kfc they literally took this digital avatar and you know he's got tattoos and he, oh it's awesome secret recipe that's what it's <laughs> that's what it. his tattoo says and um yeah and I, I love the trend because it's I, I when whenever I speak on any stage, I talk about digital humans, virtual humans, and you know, and I've always said Wendy's is the type of brand that should do this. Like their social media, if you follow them on social media, you know they've got you know Wendy's on social media has a, a personality, right? Um, even though it's social, it's social media, right? It's a team, but it's got a very clear personality and voice. And I've always said Wendy's should do this, and then KFC does this, and I'm like, this is fantastic. Um, you know, and it, it aligns with the immersive and everything because of the virtual human digital avatar kind of aspect about, you know, about how to market your brand. So, Absolutely. I, I want to go back just for a second to Coachella because it, just to give people a visual, uh, I know Tom Emmerich was there and he was posting a bunch of things. And for those of you who don't know, Tom is a, uh, an investor in Super Ventures and also he runs uh, the AWE conference, Augmented World Expo, which is happening at the end of May. Um, yeah. So if you want to go to that, it, that is the kind of quintessential conference for this. And we'll industry. both be there. So We will be there. Uh, what are you doing there? I'm um, speaking on AI and XR. 
So, yeah, very Guess cool. what I'm doing soon? I just got asked to do a talk on brain computer interface, AI, and XR. Oh, I love it. That's fantastic. No, it's so nerdy. I love I'm it. Dig into that one. I, I still don't have a title for it yet, but we'll come up with something. Yeah. But uh, Coachella, one of the things to give people a visual is you could hold up your phone and they, they were using uh, visual markers around the, the Sahara stage, which is their kind of giant tent there. And when you're there, you could hold it up and see a giant full-size NASA space shuttle like shooting through the space and you know planets and everything all around you. It was incredible, like absolutely incredible. And I don't know how many people engaged with it. It'd be interesting. I, I actually have um, Sam Schoonover, who's the head of innovation for uh, AEG and Coachella. He's mm-hmm. going to be on the show um, coming up. Oh, so great. we'll have to ask him about the metrics and how many people used it. But they also, uh, they did something really interesting. And I thought it, it was quite useful is they actually had a AR navigation tool where you hold up your phone and it can tell you where key things are around the location. So I know you worked with You Are Here Labs before, and they've done some of this work as well. What are, what are some of the things you've seen in kind of AR navigation? Um, you know, in AR navigation, I, I don't know if, you know, I didn't really work on any project with You Are Here regarding that, um, but I did experience it when I was at the Doha airport in okay. Qatar, um, where the app actually does have augmented reality uh, wayfinding. And it was pretty useful, pretty interesting. It would help you find certain, you know, in certain um, landmarks within the airport and also help you find your gate, figure out, how, you know, how far away you are. So that was, you know, that was a pretty interesting experience because I know the uh, DFW airport, Dallas airport was trying to launch something like that, but I don't think they actually did. It was more of a prototype. Um, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of uh, companies in, in, you know, especially airports seeming to, uh, you know, give these experiences and really, I don't know why they don't seem to be moving out of kind of proof of concept to, you know, maybe they just don't, they're not driving the value that people thought or people just aren't using it. So mm-hmm. it's interesting to, to see what people are experimenting with and then, you know, what sticks. Cause really nobody really knows right now. It's, it's kind yeah. of a, I think it, that, you know, web, web XR, web AR, whatever we want to call it. Um, will be helpful in that sense because it'll reduce the friction. You don't have to download, uh, you know, an app. For example, with the Doha Airport, I had to download their app. I don't have it on my phone anymore. I don't, you know, not until the next time I go through Doha. Um, yeah, it makes sense. I mean, and and the thing is, everybody keeps pushing WebXR, and and as you know as well, it's a really difficult thing to pull off and mm-hmm. and do right. You know, you're very limited with the amount of power that you can have running through web. For now, it'll change. You know, with uh, technology, but you know. I think there's nothing wrong with, you know, downloading an app to use it for a specific use case and then jettisoning it. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, as long as, as long as like the client's happy and the numbers are there, then that works. Um, I'll give you an example. So one of the clients that you are here that we worked on was Old Castle. They're a multi-billion dollar um, construction products company, and they were already using VR and they wanted to see how, you know, they wanted to find a way to use AR in a useful way, right? So we we created an app uh, and with AR Kit, an app um, for contractors. And the whole you know the whole point of the app is for the contractors to go into a client's house, a potential client, measure the space with AR, and then immediately through measuring the space through augmented reality and the camera, um, they're able to pull up how many bags of of concrete that person needs and where to buy it. And it also suggests different types of products that could be used depending on the um, on on how deep the slab of concrete has to be. 
So it's been very useful because before they would go in with a measuring tape, they would have to go back to a chart. Like it was just all these steps that all of a sudden gets, you know, they, they just come together through augmented reality and it's pretty precise. So, you know, we're still waiting to see kind of the metrics and, uh, but the response so far from the contractors has been very, very positive. And this is a B2B app, you know, it's in the, it's in the app store and anyone could download it, but it's really made for the contractors that work with this company. It's interesting that, you know, I, I think, you know, we talk about using virtual and augmented reality for marketing. We talked about how Coachella is doing it and, you know, Game of Thrones and KFC and all these things. But really when it comes down to it, I think utilitarian applications like the old castle one where you can take your phone, point it at a, a section of the ground, tap four corners, and it will automatically calculate the volume or not volume, but the, the surface area of concrete that you require. That is a useful app. Yeah. And yeah, it's not an app you're going to use every day. It's not like Instagram or LinkedIn or whatever, but it's useful for the time you need it. You know, it's, yeah. it's similar to the Floorcast app that we built mm-hmm. where it can replace the flooring and show you what your new floors are going to look like. Well, so I, I think mean, in the contractor would use it every day. Like yeah, we absolutely. wouldn't, right? But a contractor actually does this every single day regardless is going to use that app. So, it, it, you know, it can be extremely useful from a B2B perspective for sure. So, you know, let's talk about that. You know, a lot of people listening are probably thinking, okay, well, you know, I sell products to the end user and how do, you know, how do I leverage this? Or, you know, I work through resellers. I think this is a really great opportunity for brands to create tools like this that can measure, that can, you know, uh, put, you know, maybe it's Coke and they want to see what a Coke display looks like in a, in a restaurant and they want to be able to show that in full volumetric. Um, I think these B2B apps are really starting to be the thing that gets people excited. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's, it's exactly, it's like the visualization. It's actually being able to see something, um, you know, for too long, I think we've been constrained to flat screens. Even when you just, you know, even architects and designers um, that are working on 3D models, they're working on those on a flat screen, Right. So with these technologies, you're able to kind of break that screen and really bring that 3D content into the real world. So, um, you know, John Bazell, who I used to work with at You Are Here, would say, you know, our world is not flat. Our content shouldn't be either. You know, most people think it's not flat, at least. Um, but, you know, it's we don't live in a flat world necessarily. Um, you know, so our content doesn't necessarily need to be flat. And that's what I hear a lot from like architects and designers out there is that if you are designing a product to function in the real world, being able to design that product in an actual space, in an actual 3D, 360 uh, model is extremely powerful, right? It just, it's a totally different paradigm than having to design a 3D model on a flat screen. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, uh, John is going to be on the show as well. So it's pretty, uh, pretty awesome. The stuff Mm -hmm. that, uh, that they've done and, uh, you've helped with it's been it's been a really interesting path so let me ask you let's take this back to basics yeah. what is the best xr experience or, or what is one of them that you've ever had wow i mean i've been through so many and i always usually get this get asked um it, it, you know i always go back to an experience i had at tribeca film festival so that's really my my favorite film festival i mean sundance is great but for some reason tribeca and i have this kind of relationship let's say <laughs> i have a relationship with tribeca and um i did an experience there about two years ago uh called uh tree hugger where you would put on a vr headset and you would have this like trippy experience and it had smell you could smell the redwoods 
it was just very powerful. I was really tired uh, when I tried it on. I did the experience, which was like 10 minutes. And then I completely, completely felt re-energized after that. And even though, you know, things might have advanced technologically a lot more since that experience, it still stays in my mind because it was extremely powerful. Um, You know, I I, I saw the power of being kind of being able to use these technologies, um, you know, for, for, for meditation, for, for something beyond just business, let's say. And that to me was very powerful. Was that the experience called tree? Tree hugger. Wawona, Wawona tree hugger. Um, because there's another one called tree in VR where you are, you know, you're a tree. You are a tree. Yeah, no, this yeah. is like you're here. You're kind of, I mean, you kind of become part of the tree, but not really. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was, it was actually, it won, uh, I won, it won some type of award that year at Tribeca. Incredible. So that was pretty, pretty, uh, you know, pretty exciting. And yeah, I've seen a lot of stuff, you know, some stuff, a lot of us are under NDAs and we can't really talk about some of the crazy stuff we might've seen, uh, or have seen, you know, that's coming up, but. But yeah, I always go back to that one because to me it was impactful. It really, you know, I was like, wow, this is very powerful. Incredible. It's it's interesting that you never know what's going to be there. And I know one of the talks you gave, you you spoke about an experience that uh, Noni de la Pena made um, uh, called solitary confinement or solitary, mm-hmm. where you're you're in a prison solitary confinement cell. Yeah. In, in virtual reality, and that's. You know, how was that? That was my pivotal moment. So I call that my XR, like my XR origin story. <laughs> um, it, you know, but it was back, you know, I trace it back. Let, let's go back. I'm going to take you way back to 2004. So 2004, I was working for CNN and I was, you know, part of my job there was to look at all the raw footage that was coming in from the war in Iraq. And, you know, just like the Facebook moderators, when you have that type of job, you have to kind of turn your humanity switch off just a little bit right, to get by. And for me, it wasn't until I did that experience called confinement by The Guardian that I didn't feel like I was able to turn it, turn it fully back on. That was about, what, three and a half years ago at a conference. I got invited to put on a headset, put on HTC Vive, went into this experience. And for me, it was the first time doing VR. Um, three to four minutes, you know, I was completely claustrophobic because the experience, put, the experience puts you in a six by nine meter solitary confinement cell where prisoners spend about 90% of their time. And I would say, you know, like I said, a couple minutes, took the headset off. I was blown away. I was like, this is the future of storytelling on some level. uh, And this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. So that for me was a very pivotal moment. It was kind of the moment where I said, where I I recognized the rocket when I saw one and I got on that rocket and here we are, you're on that rocket, on that that rocket too. So it's, we all have that kind of aha moment. Mine was, um, in, in a small tent in the middle of the redwood forest with uh, Chris Milk, and he showed me uh, VR. I put it on. I was standing on stage next to Beck, and he was singing, and I was standing on stage, and I, I just had that that exactly what you said, that pivotal moment. And mine was, you know, I had this moment. I was like, oh, my God, this is the future of human communications. Mm-hmm. And so if we extrapolate that out, so we, we've, had, we've had these emotional experiences, and one of the things that always – gets me and then brands need to start kind of thinking this way is the ability to add other senses mm-hmm. and you know you mentioned your tree hugger and how you could smell the redwoods and i think the sense of smell is very very underutilized in these technologies right now and i think it can be a really strong memory motivator for brands to link an experience 
to their brand and to the individuals. Mm-hmm. Have you Completely. tried anything else in that sphere? Not really. I haven't really tried anything else with smell, which it's, that's why I think it, it stayed in my mind um, so much. I haven't really like anything. No, nothing memorable. Nothing. I would say, yeah, it made, you know, it, it, it totally, yeah, no. Mine, there's only been two for me. One of them, I, I tried to smell. It was a demo of a scent machine and I picked up a cup of coffee in VR and I smelled it and it smelled mm-hmm. like coffee and a chocolate bar. And, and then the last thing, the guy goes, smell the girl. I was like, okay, this is weird. I look over. <laughs> there's an anime girl there and I lean over and she smells like perfume. Oh, that's and funny. The second like one was Ghostbusters in oh, VR. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's and right. And you shoot the marshmallow mm-hmm. man and all of a sudden you smell marshmallows. Mills, like, yeah, I forgot about oh. that. I guess I was so much into the action that I didn't even, yeah, but it's true. (laughs) It's subtle. You don't even think about it. The XR for Business podcast is brought to you by my employer, Metaverse, a global leader in XR strategy and product development. Metaverse has a range of products to help you leverage the transformative power of virtual, augmented, and mixed reality in your company. If you want to keep up to date with all things XR, you can sign up for our daily or weekly newsletter at xrforbusiness.io, x-r-f-o-r-b-u-s-i-n-e-s-s dot i-o. Let's kind of shift focuses to some business use cases because really, you know, the consumer uh, adoption of, of VR is really kind of taking, uh, it's taking off and it's starting to, consumers are starting to get on and watch 360 videos through their Oculus Go. They're starting to you know, buy uh, Vive Pros and Oculus for their houses. And, and really the kind of gaming side is really taking off. But let's let's take a look at the business use cases. What are some of the best business use cases that you've seen of XR technologies? I mean, definitely training. You know, the enterprise side um, and training, I was, um, I was able to advise UPS as a VR expert uh, prior to the launch of their VR driver training program. And I think that's very powerful. When you're able to train someone in VR, you know, multiple times before they actually get on the road, um, you know, and help them uh, through VR be better drivers, avoid human error, and keep both the driver and the community safe. That, you know, that to me is very powerful. And I know it's, you know, I know it's being used in multiple ways. Uh, Raymond Raymond Corporation up in uh, upstate New York, which, by the way, got um, Fast Company named them one of the top most innovative VR AR companies. They're a forklift company, but wow. they're using uh, VR training and, you know, soon AR as well. So very, very powerful that we're able to use these technologies to make training more interactive, more fun, and to keep people safe. You know, what else would we want? You know, for I, I, these technologies have to provide, provide true utility, like you said. So, you know, that's extremely powerful when you're able to train people and, and get us, you know, make everyone safer. It's uh, it's interesting. We're about to make some some announcements, but one of the <laughs> how do I say this without saying anything? One of the things we're we're working on is um, virtual reality uh, simulators for uh, career development. So you know, you can sit in a, in an excavator and drive an excavator. You can learn how to weld. You can uh, learn plumbing techniques. And the excavator one is literally mind-blowing i sat in an excavator i've never been in one in my life in real life sat in there put on the headset the sounds the everything except for the smell and i learned how to drive an excavator i was terrible at it and i I killed a couple people on my way but they were virtual people so it was okay but if i spent maybe another couple hours in there maybe two hours i think i would be proficient enough 
to go and, and drive one. So what I'm going to do is my, my daughters are 10 and 14. I'm going to run them through two hours of the excavator <laughs> training. And then my brother uh, owns a construction company. He's going to let them drive the excavators. So we're going to film them in VR training. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to take them on a real excavator and see how they do. With no no real people around, I hope. <laughs> no, obviously we'll, we'll keep clear of them. But yeah, how cool is that? But that's awesome. I think that that's really, really cool. See, it's it's just very powerful. Very powerful technology. Um, did you ever try the experience from Accenture that um, Courtney Harding worked on uh, with the social worker going into the the home? And um, it was it's very powerful, very very oh, powerful. What's that one? Um, yeah, well, it's it's done. You know, and Accenture's really made um, a lot of headlines with it, and it's kind of to train social workers to the real to the real life type of situations they're going to face. Right. Social work is a hard job. It's a tough job when you're going into these homes that have a lot of issues and a lot of problems. And um, it was just really mind blowing. I, I know they made a lot of headlines at South by, um, you know, at South by uh, went, went with, with, with this piece. And, and that being said, you know, I think it's really interesting to watch how Accenture, Accenture is buying up Droga 5 and how all these different consulting companies are buying up all these uh, marketing and creative shops. And I think that that signals also a great thing for us as an industry. Yeah. There's been a, a bunch of acquisitions. I know Walmart acquired Spatial Land, mm-hmm. uh, Accenture acquired, uh, was it Droga 5? Droga 5. Yeah. Um, and I know, um, Deloitte Digital is, is started yeah. acquiring some companies. Um, are they going to acquire you? <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I can't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're actually thinking a bit bigger. So we're actually not looking for an acquisition. We're, we're looking to, yeah, I'll tell you off. Offline. Off there we off go. Line. You always have something interesting <laughs> growing. We'll be announcing something at AWE this year that oh, that's I think we're going to go crazy for. Um, it's something that's very needed in this industry. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, that's all I can say. No I found this interesting. It's called Speaking Avenues. Sorry, what did you say? No, no. What did you say about Avenues? It's called Avenues. Virtual reality makes the unknown familiar in her human services. So we'll put it in the show notes for those of you mm-hmm. who are interested. It'll be in the show notes. So okay. what other, you know, let, let's, I always like to get as many examples as possible of great things that have, you know, that have come out of uh, virtual and augmented reality, because I think it really comes down to people seeing as many use cases and hearing as many use cases as possible. So what are some of the other, you know, business use cases that you've seen that made you kind of go, wow, that's a really good idea. Uh, you know, Ovation, um, which is for uh, public speaking. I thought that was really powerful. You know, you and I do a lot of public speaking, so we're fine. We don't, you know, we don't necessarily need that type of training um, to get over fear necessarily. But I think a lot of people that are not used to being on stage and talking to, you know, either small or, or small or large groups of people, um, that type of training can be very successful. It can be very uh, powerful. So you put the headset on. And you go into this experience where you're speaking in front of a crowd wow. and through VR. Yeah. And through VR, you're able to kind of um, see if are people engaged, you know, are people looking at you? Are they looking at their phones? This is really perfect because yeah. my daughter, she's 10 and she just got uh, advanced to the next level of her speaking competition. Mm-hmm. Oh, so wow. she's literally terrified of public speaking as, you know, most people are. And most people equivalent that with, you know, fear of death kind of thing. But she's terrified. And I said, well, there's got to be a VR speaking thing. So this is literally perfect. It's called Ovation. Ovation, yeah. And the, I mean, and it's not that expensive. You buy a li- several licenses. Um, they had it at Vive's um, 
during uh during CES, Five had it at its um at, at its booth, you know, at its space. Maybe. Yeah, at CES. And it was interesting because I was hanging out with the CEO of one of the top, top PR firms, and he went to see it, and then he was like, you know what? This would make a great media training type of experience for a client. You know, when you have the big brands and you're bringing in the executives to do media training and usually do, you know, this uh, mock interview with a real person, um, but you could prepare them prior to that with VR. And I thought that was really fantastic. You could get so many metrics out of it, um, you know, as well as prepare the person prior to that so that when they're actually doing the mock interview and when they're on air, um, that they actually have practiced this multiple times. So very, very useful. Once again, that's another great use case. Interesting. You know, we, we've talked about kind of, we've gone the full gamut from, you know, marketing things where, you know, you've got the Game of Thrones dragons landing on buildings. Now you've got public, public speaking training in VR, you know, training to drive tractors and, and forklifts. It, it really is one of those technologies that is literally unlimited. And I think that's one of the one of the problems that I've always had is that, you know, how do you choose what to do in this industry? Mm-hmm. And yeah. you know, you've done a ton of different things. You worked with different companies and, you know, um, you're working, doing some work with Magic Leap right now, which is pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what are, what are some of the other things you're seeing out there that people are kind of maybe working on that won't be, you know, we won't see the light of day for a few years. I know Spatial is working on kind of um, mm-hmm. Communications back and forth, and being able to have meetings virtually, and have your, you know, I think in the next kind of twelve months, I'll be able to host this podcast in augmented reality, where you're standing across from me, and I can see you, and we can have a face to face conversation. It's coming. Yeah, I mean, the, all those things are obviously coming, and you know, a lot of us that work in the industry, you know, we we see the long, we see the long game, right? We, I think a lot of people are focused on today, and I'm like, that's great, but a lot of us are working in the long game and we understand kind of what's coming down in the future, et cetera. Um, so it's, you know, I don't, I don't know. I just, I have to say like, I'm geeking out from a non-professional standpoint. Like I'm not working on these technologies, but I'm geeking out over facial recognition. Oh, um, yeah. You were in China. I was in China as well. And just the level of facial recognition uh, that's being used for good and bad uh, was really interesting. You know, I got to my hotel. I was able to check in with my face. Um, oh, yeah. I went to the KFC future concept store where you smile to pay. You know, I couldn't smile to pay because I didn't have an uh, an Alipay account uh, at that point. So, you know, I can do that, but I watched people do it and it was super simple. Uh, I watched someone get money, um, you know, out of an ATM with their face. So just very, very powerful to watch these technologies and obviously it has an element of augmented reality and an element of computer vision. And it's just really interesting to see how all these technologies, both VR, AR, spatial computing, um, merge with AI and you know machine learning, computer vision, blockchain, you name it. It kind of, and obviously 5G, it kind of all the they're all merging together. There's this convergence to use Charlie Fink's book um, book title. Um, there's this convergence of all these technologies. In you know, just pushing that forward. But what was your experience in China with facial recognition? I'm, I'm curious. I actually only uh, saw it in action once, and it was in the the Tencent building. Uh, Tencent, oh, okay. they, uh, they own well, pretty much everything. They own WeChat. And, <laughs> uh, yeah, they own a big chunk of Epic Games, and yeah, they're mostly in gaming and uh, communications. But 
their building is this massive, beautiful building. They had, you know, they had like a hundred foot rock wall and like rock climbing wall. And it's just incredible building. But the whole building is, um, is based around facial recognition admission. So it, you know, I got, I got to try it and then you can see a little screen there. It, it does a little point cloud map of your face and then goes red and says, you don't have access, which I thought was really cool. <laughs> you can't <laughs> and come in. Yeah. One of their, one, one of the workers came along, stuck their head there and it worked and it was just, that was, it was incredible. One of the other things that I saw when we went to see uh, JD.com. Oh yeah. Um, they have a, a fantastic, these people, you know, for the people who don't, who are listening and, and you're kind of wondering what's happening in China, everything that's happening in, in the U S and, and around the world is happening in China, only faster and bigger. Yeah. They, they have so many people there that are on the mobile economy that it's just unfathomable to understand. And I went into the JD store and one of the things that got me has nothing to do with the VR or AR. They had real time e-paper pricing. So yeah. a product that's on the shelf has an e-paper price underneath that can be changed anytime and they have dynamic pricing. So as the demand for the product goes up, the pricing goes up. As the demand goes down, the pricing goes down. And it's like real time. So that your your pricing in stores, in physical stores, matches what's online. And I thought that was really cool. And and, and it looks like paper. Like the signs look yeah, like paper, which is crazy. Normal. It's crazy. You can have graphics yeah. on it and and it's all updated through AI algorithms. Mm-hmm. So let's let's just kind of talk about some of the you know marketing tools because I know I, I wrote an article called um, Augmented Reality's first killer app and I, I mm-hmm. you know VTOs or virtual try-ons. Virtual try-ons, yeah. That seems to be something that is resonating with consumers. So can you speak to some of the things you've seen in the field with regards to marketing? Because there's there's so much coming out. Um, what should yeah. people invest in? You know, I'm a big proponent of people experimenting, especially if you're marketing, experimenting with Lens Studio from Snapchat, which is free, uh, experimenting with Spark AR for Facebook, um, Instagram's only available in beta. But those are free tools that any marketer can, you know, start experimenting with without knowing uh, much code. You know, not really, you don't really need to know how to code to start using those, but um, very powerful. I agree with you. Uh, I know that you've been one of kind of the leaders, one of the leaders in the v-commerce movement. Um, pushing for, you know, pushing for, for the industry. And, um, I love the term virtual try on. So I've been, you know, I've been one of those people that has actually bought something after trying it on, on, in virtual, you know, in augmented reality. So, uh, for fashion week, Victoria what Beckham, I bought a pair of glasses from Victoria Beckham. No way. Yeah. Did you want to try them on first? Yeah. Yeah. So it was fashion week and, you know, I'm a big fan of hers and, um, the chat bot, I got into the chat bot and I was, you know, kind of looking at what was going on. And all of a sudden it's like, do you want to try these new, uh, this new uh, pair of sunglasses? I was like, oh my gosh, fantastic. Right. So I opened up the camera. Obviously it's all about camera marketing. And I tried on the two tip types of models of, um, of sunglasses. And from there I was able to kind of immediately click, uh, you know, after I tried them on, I took a photo, um, the bot gave me some, you know, feedback like, oh, you look great. Right. (laughs) <laughs> and of course they're going to give you great feedback. And, um, and I, and you had said, you know, you can pre-order by clicking here. So I clicked and then I pre-ordered the sunglasses and I have them now. So it's, um, so I, let me ask yeah. you a question. Do you have the, the, of the photo of when you virtually tried them on? Yes, and I do. Can you, can you do a side by side of with the I real should. one? I should, I should. I need to do that. Yeah. And then add it into your real or AR. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, I, you know, I should do that. Definitely. That'd be really fun. Yeah, and if you send it over, we'll put it in the show notes as well. So people can see mm-hmm. Kathy with AR glasses and then the real thing. That's actually pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah. So definitely, you know, um, I don't think I'm doing a lot of real and AR because someone reached out to me saying that it's something, uh, and it wasn't Helen, it wasn't Helen. It was someone else uh, reached out to me and said that, uh, I had to stop doing that on stage because they're the ones that use it. And I'm like, Oh God. Oh, okay. whatever. So, you know, what? you know it's all I good. think you should definitely keep using it on stage and even more so. Yeah. So I was just like, okay, whatever. I don't, you know, I'm, I, I don't like conflict. Well, I'm, actually, I'm actually working on something really interesting for one of my presentations. That's a little bit, you know, completely different from that, but I think it will be exciting. So, um, you know, we'll see, we'll see how it goes. Amazing. I'm actually starting to incorporate live uh, demos into my presentations now because why yeah. not? Well, you know, yeah, I, mean, it's, I think it's very valuable because you know, and Chris Milk said it best. He said, you know, talking about um, VR, is like dancing about architecture. It's it's really hard when people haven't tried that, haven't tried the technology or haven't, you know, haven't really seen, um, you know, ways that it, uh, that it actually works. So yeah, yeah, I think it's extremely useful. So let me ask you something. What do you see as the future of VR, AR, MR, XR? You know, virtual, augmented, mixed reality, and XR as it pertains to business. What is the future? What can we expect? Right now, it's enterprise, to be honest. Right now, um, I think enterprise is really where it's at, to be honest. I really think that. that to people that are listening that maybe don't understand kind of the difference between enterprise or business or marketing or consumer. Yeah, you know, it's more on the uh, on the the verticals, for example. Healthcare is one of the places where it's being used a lot for training, for all types of analysis. Um, like I said, uh, you know, HR for, uh, training someone for recruiting, um, art, uh, architecture, design, engineering, uh, all these different, you know, verticals, manufacturing is another one, all these different verticals within enterprise that are not consumer. You know, this is more on the business to business side on, on the business side that are using these technologies. First of all, they, you know, obviously they have the budgets to do some of these trainings and they can actually put them to, you know, true, you know, true use where it affects, you know, how many products are created in an hour. Um, you know, it, it's, it's just, it's a totally different ball game, I think, than consumer. Yeah. We had, uh, HTC's president, uh, Alvin Wang uh, oh, on, yeah. on the show and, you know, he was talking about bell helicopters, how they mm-hmm. took normally three to four years to build a, to design and build a helicopter. And they did it in six months using virtual reality. Yeah. That's like a yeah. 10x, you know, return on. Yeah. And that's return. not a consumer project. That's an enterprise project, right? Absolutely. It's a, a company. Um, I actually visited um, Vive's uh, Beijing headquarters when I was cool. there and got to hang out with uh, with uh, with Alvin. And it was, it was pretty cool. Wonderful people there. They're very dedicated and very passionate about what they do. You know, I, I'm just going to recap our talk because I know you have another uh, another important meeting to get to. So, you know, just to recap, we talked about Marketing New Realities, your book. Um, and I think that's anybody who's getting into this, who wants to learn how to use these technologies for marketing, any products, whether they be consumer facing or B2B, whatever marketing new realities, that book is you know, an essential reading. In my opinion, we talked about Coachella, how they're using uh, augmented reality to bring a new dimension to their stages. We talked about game of Thrones, you know, promoting both on magic leap and, you know, on your phone. KFC uh, using a, a virtual influencer and <laughs> how digital humans are going to be kind of the future of our influencers. We don't, the, you know, I read an article about it and the, the thing was, you know, with influencers, there's always this risk or human influencers, yeah. there's always this risk of them going off the reservation and going rogue, you know, yeah. drunk at a party and, 
But with digital influencers, as long as the people making it don't do that, um, you don't going to have those issues. You, you and you don't have to pay them. Yeah, <laughs> well, you got to so, pay the people that create it. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. But we also talked about um, Doha Airport uh, using AR wayfinding and how kind of other airports and, and public spaces are using AR for wayfinding. Um, you talked about Old Castle, a company that's using uh, augmented reality measuring tool to be able to calculate how much um, cement you would need to buy concrete, for a website. Yeah. Concrete is incredible. Uh, we talked about B2B use cases, visualization. Our world is not flat. Our content shouldn't be otherwise. And, you know, I think that's a quote from John Bazell that you yeah. were quoting there. And, um, you know, we talked about training, how UPS is using driver training to prepare drivers for the real world. And same with Raymond VR. They're using uh, forklift VR training to prepare people for that. Um, Accenture is using XR to train social workers. Ovation is training people how to be better public speakers. So it sounds like training is that magical thing. And, and you know, every person that comes on the show, it ends up being training is, is the kind of magical <laughs> thing. So, you know, one of the things that I learned from one of the other, uh, you know, guests on the show was uh, RIDE, R-I-D-E. So training in VR is useful when it's rare, impossible to train for, occurs in a dangerous environment, or is expensive. Any one of those four, and, and it's ripe for, for taking. So you also mentioned two things that I think uh, listeners should really pay attention to. Snap in their lens studio, being yeah. able to leverage the fact that Snap has over a trillion snaps a year. Trillion. And Facebook has their Spark AR platform where you can just, without learning how to code, you can start creating studio lenses and, and AR lenses immediately. So the camera marketing of things. We talked about virtual try-ons, how you actually bought a pair of glasses using a virtual try-on, which is pretty awesome. And then we talked about how the future of this is in healthcare, training, HR, recruiting, architecture, design, really the enterprise use cases, manufacturing. And those are going to be the cases that bring the money into into the you know the the industry and then really um, allow the consumers to have a much better experience when the time for consumer XR really takes off in the next kind of five to six years. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, we live in a very exciting time. And uh, those of us like you and I that have been in the industry for a couple of years, it's just a really exciting time. You know, I, really I don't is. know, it really is a, a moment, you know, uh, a moment that we need to kind of just celebrate. Awesome. Well, on that note, I want to thank you so much for joining us on the show. And thank you for listening. This has been the XR for Business podcast with your host, Alan Smithson. This podcast is another example of how XR technologies are revolutionizing businesses across every industry. You can learn more about Kathy Hackle at kathyhackle.com, C-A-T-H-Y-H-A-C-K-L.com. And I want to thank our sponsor, Metaverse, and remind listeners that if you're interested in booking a free consultation to see how virtual, augmented, and mixed reality XR can be used in your business, please contact us at metaverse.com, M-E-T-A-V-R-S-E.com. Thank you so much, Kathy. Thank you. Awesome.